Welcome, Hope Grown Faith, to another Monday Mom Mentor, where we are equipped and encouraged to nurture the hope of Christ in our home. So today I have with me Michelle Sang, who is the family pastor at Hope City Church in Vancouver, right? Vancouver? So Michelle, welcome. And would you just take a minute to introduce yourself a little bit more than just your name and <laughs> ministry number? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me here uh, this afternoon or morning, whenever you're listening. Um, my name is Michelle, as you know. Um, it's an honor to be here with all of you today. Um, I have three children of my own. I have two boys, ages eight and five, and a girl who's three. And I often think of myself as a stay-at-home mom because I get to stay at home quite often between balancing two of my different jobs. Um, I'm also an elementary school teacher for wow. two days. And then my other job, my part-time job, is to be a family pastor, which often I get to work from home, other than meetings and being at church events. So I feel I do wear lots of different hats, and I have to mentally tell myself, okay, today you are going to work here, <laughs> today you are going to get to stay home, and, you know, start your day in pajamas for a few hours, and yeah, I... So I definitely do feel like I can relate to many moms and um, different walks of life. And I know we all have different journeys. And yeah, I'm glad to, to share a bit of what um, our family is going through. I love that. Wow, that is a lot of different hats. I had forgotten that you're also an elementary school teacher. <laughs> that is... <laughs> That is busy. So that actually connects really well to my next question because you're wearing so many hats and you're, you're busy. Like you're, I mean, even just having three kids is busy and then you're adding on two part-time jobs. So how do you personally, as Michelle connect with God when life is that busy? Mm -hmm. I think there's quite a continuum on answering that question. I feel like on one end, my ideal would be connecting to God on a busy day even is to like just wake up earlier than I need to. I find sometimes I find maybe God's actually waking me up earlier than I actually do. Sometimes I need to wake up by maybe eight or seven, but I'm waking up an hour earlier. In the beginning, I was kind of irritated by it. I'm like, Michelle, you can sleep an hour more. You need that sleep, right? Um, but eventually, I take it as, you know, God's probably waking me up to just spend some time with him. Um, that's probably the quietest time I will ever have in my whole entire day. So before I get out of bed, I try to stop myself from reaching for my phone or anything just before I open my eyes. And, you know, the mom brain kicks in just to sit in that quietness and just talk to God that first moment however long I have just talk to him um, listening to what he might say just prompting in the heart usually words of assurances that you know I am here with you and a lot of um, who he is and as God right um, that's usually how I like to spend time in the morning um, I find that helps me orient my busy day because mm -hmm. once I get out of bed it's just endless right the yeah. tasks of being a mom or working um so if I can just get that before reaching for my phone to talk to him and even when I go reach my phone I very intentionally grab it and I'm like okay click that that devotional app do not scroll mm. do not look at anything else and so there's a lot of knee-jerk reactions that you know automated things that could happen but mm -hmm. it requires the discipline to just carve that time for God um, I like to use Lectio 365. I think some people might have heard of it. 
Um, it's an app, a devotional app that actually does play for you an audio if you are too busy. Mm -hmm. On days that I don't get to read it in bed, I would actually, if I can, before I drive out um, by myself, after dropping off the kids to school, I just play it on my drive home. Mm. And that's my moment of devotions. Yeah. Um, on the other side, let's continue, where it's less ideal. It just might be just jumping right out of bed, right? No time for anything. And it's just maybe a quick utter under my breath, like, God help me with my day, you know. There's not much sleep. There's so much going on, but help me, God. And, you know, those days, sometimes it just surprises me at my most limited um, capacity. It's the days that God does show up so strongly, right? Where, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, that's not me, you know. I definitely cannot love in that capacity. I cannot. Yeah be living in this way with so little sleep or juggling so much and God shows up even with you know just a quick SOS call <laughs> yeah yeah I love that I love that you were saying like there's this continuum and it's flexible and some days it works and some day it doesn't I was thinking when you were talking that maybe I should just ask God to wake me up in the morning <laughs> maybe I just need to ask <laughs> him to do that uh, I'm not, not a morning person at all. It feels like it takes my brain about 20 minutes and my eyeballs about 20 minutes to actually open up. Um, but I yeah. could, maybe I just need to ask him, okay, God, just wake me up. <laughs> it's waking you up already, uh, even if you don't want to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess that's his way of helping me carve some time for him. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. But I love that also. Yeah, there's just like flexibility that you know there's other things that we can do you have this app that you listen to like it's just yeah. kind of throughout your day too right mm. I think some things I like to do too like if there's a long drive that I know that's gonna happen we don't have too many long commutes that I'm really thankful for but yeah. whenever we do I try to quickly look up a, a sermon mm -hmm. and then I'll play it for that you know 30 minute 40 minute drive and Rather than making it feel like a waste of time during rush hour and just, you know, the mundane that I can be fed spiritually. And sometimes the kids are back there and they're nap. You might be trying to squeeze a car nap in, but they can hear it as well. Oh, that's so, really cool. Yeah. So do you have favorite places that you like to go for sermons? Like a specific, like from your church or from other churches? I do like to look on, um, back then before Spotify, I looked up on YouTube, but um. I like listening to uh, Stephen Furtick for a sermon. Who is that? Stephen? Uh, Stephen Furtick. So F-U-R-T-I-C-K. Okay. High energy. Mm -hmm. Lots of passion. Okay. Um, preacher. So very different, you know, from a lot of the Canadian style sermons. So I find like it's nice just to, you know, hear from someone else too that I don't usually get to talk here from. Um, yeah, I, another thing we also like doing at home also is um, having, I don't know, I think people have different apps or um, technology, but we, the kids like Google and they will call the, you know, say, okay, Google play. And they will just play like worship music. And mm. so just having that playing in the background, I find has been um, a great time to make um for god as well in the busyness of just doing life right yeah and i love yeah. how easy that is you just tell like saying hey google turn on you know whatever 
It's, it yeah. doesn't have to be super complicated. I really like that. So you have experience now working. How long have you worked in the church as the family director or family pastor? The time in this church might've been, it kind of escapes me now, maybe five years. But okay. before that, I was with my parents' church too, doing a, the same role, but unpaid for, so it's been a while since I've been doing that unpaid with my parents' church when I was 17. Till oh, well. So a long time. You're like me. Yeah. <laughs> Been doing it for a while. Yeah, I think I've been before having my own kids. So now that I have my own kids and my own family, that's also how I kind of evolved first from a teacher and then to a family pastor where, you know, yeah, feeling more of that call where I wanted to journey with more parents and families and um, drawing close to God. Yeah, that's so cool. So, so yeah, I love to remember how many years it's been. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what I really okay. like about that is that you, you have this experience with discipling kids in a ministry context and, you know, talking to their parents and families as well, but now you also have your own children. So how do you find it's mm-hmm. some of the differences between discipling kids in a church ministry context versus um, discipling them at home? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think one of the biggest question uh and differences I found is um, the time as a teacher or children's pastor <laughs> that you get after break. You get to say bye, see you later, and you know dismiss them to their parents. So you have that chunk of time, however long it might be, and you know a school day or just you know Sunday. Um, it's a designated time, and it's you know more intentional time where there's a lot of Bible teaching and. Um, more content specific, whereas more head knowledge, although I'm sure they still see you from here um, and there, how you kind of walk with God, how you respond. But definitely I feel the biggest difference being a mom is that there is there are no breaks, right? There's no recess breaks, there's no bye, washroom breaks or anything like that. So um, there's so much of that mentoring and discipleship that just happens in the day-to-day where they just get to see how we live life, right? Mm-hmm. How do we respond when we're driving and frustration, right? How, what happens when we are stressed and, you know, what's our rhythm? Do we fall towards God? What are the things that we do when we fall towards God and how that looks like? Um, yeah, it brings the head knowledge to application, I find that, mm-hmm, that I find it's very special. But also, I feel there's so much honest, so much ownership too, as well, right? Um, in our process. But yeah. so many opportunities. I like the what family you said there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think we have a like a one second like time lag, so I <laughs> try not to interrupt you. <laughs> but what I really love was what you said about the head knowledge aspect, you know, at church and maybe in like in a Christian school context where we're teaching them the head knowledge and it's really harder, quite a bit harder to do that life mentoring the discipling walking side by side with someone because they're not seeing the way that you react in traffic or, you know, how you react when they make a mistake. Um, I, I had never really heard, you know, thought of that dichotomy before, but I really like that you know, cause that means that there's, there's places for both, right? Like there's a purpose for both. There's a purpose for that church that 
that intentional head knowledge, we do need that head knowledge. And then at home, we're doing more of that mentoring, the walking side by side with them, discipling, uh, which is uh, a completely different skill set. <laughs> I think maybe that's why I struggled when I, you know, with my own kids, because for me, I always liked doing large group stuff. I love like the teaching, the head knowledge part, and then the actual, you know, the discipleship, the mentoring wasn't something that I was, I felt like I was very good at in church ministries. And then I had to do it with my kids. And I was like, oh boy, <laughs> this is stretch. And it's like from the big things to the small things too, right? Mm -hmm. Like sharing and, you know, all that conflict resolution. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of that with three kids, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you ever find that the parents in your ministry get discouraged about their role at home? Mm, yeah, I think, I think personally, I myself, you know, I go through that as well through the, you know, the bad day or, you know, where it's like, oh, you, there's so much ideals and hopes for what can be better, right? But reality is, you know, it's a journey. Um, I do find, I do tell um, myself or others around me that you know to remind them or myself that it is a journey right and mm. because one day or even a season that it's things are not going the way that we want to that to stay the course and um to continue to kind of keep going to God and that frustration or that limit right I find nothing hits your limit more than being a mother or a parent right where it keeps you at a place where you are um, lacking, yeah. where do you actually do need to depend on God, right? Mm -hmm. So in those moments of discouragement, um, would you just remind people to continue to trust and depend on God and allow him to work through your weaknesses? Or is there anything else that you might share with those parents, myself included, <laughs> and yourself included? <laughs> yeah, I think that that trust and focus on God. It's so easy to focus on the what's going wrong, right? Because we do live and breathe that every single day and um, things that are not going the right way. And that what we keep our eyes on becomes, you know, worshiped in a way that like the Israelites, right? Where they just are going round and round the same circle and, you know, they're worshiping how great their problem is and God becomes so small, right? And it's okay to go there where we are acknowledging the challenges, right? And the awareness of what is um, wrong. And I would definitely want to encourage all of us, myself included with that, to bring it the next step. Don't just stay there, right? To bring that, what we have thought of as so great and so overwhelming to bring it to God and tell him all about it, right? It's okay to feel those things. Those are very human things to feel, right? But to really realize it and then say, God, this is what I, I'm crying about. This is what's frustrating to me. What is what I'm fearful about? And to know that we can fall and drop it to God, right? To our father, right? Because we always feel like we need to be the one shouldering on so much and to know that we don't shoulder it all, right? And that we just give it to him and constantly just fall towards him. And I see time and time again that God keeps showing up. I'm sure we have all experienced it in our own uh, little and big ways. I think to never stop that um, that um, childlike faith where we just keep going to God and, and that even when we become the adult in the picture. 
Yeah, that is such a good point that we we just continue to do that. I've heard you say this this phrase a few times, and I'm, I really like it, the, this idea of falling towards God. Um, yeah. just Would you talk about that a little bit more? What does that mean for you? Yeah, I do find individuals of life, you get so busy or whatever things, it kind of just pulls you in all different directions. And I think our natural human tendency is that we could fall away from God, right? In our um, independence or just our wanting to do good. Um, what God has given us, you know, in our abilities and what he has um, blessed us with, right? We take it and we run with it. Yeah. Um, it's natural to run the opposite direction. But I think some it's so easy for us to go that way, but to constantly fall towards God, to me, it means that to bring it towards him rather than falling anywhere else in my own direction or in my dreams and ambition to bring it to him and um often I think my way of going to God is in my when in my place of being overwhelmed and I just kind of literally just fall towards him I go to bed I just play worship music and I just cry it to him um sometimes I might just be Saying the prayer, um, I actually am visual, so I do actually type it on my phone. I don't know if it's a mom brain thing where my thoughts can't be contained and it gets distracted. So yeah. I do type it all up and I can see it, I can process and continue that um, thought process. And I just bring it to God. And that often may mean just crying to Him through songs where your soul is just crying to Him and falling towards Him. And He uh, well, you know, over and over again, whatever the thing I was falling towards him about, he brings me through it. Um, yeah, I, I think through life, just any part of our journey, there's so much that can overwhelm us. Um, I think everyone processes challenges differently, um, but this is definitely one way I've processed it um, through the beginning of, you know, just having life being difficult and in university where it's like, oh God, this is overwhelming. You know, I got so many exams and I think it's just been a rhythm I kind of have developed in the beginning of my um, adulthood where anytime life is difficult, I just fall to God instead of away from him. And one way is through worship. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're talking about that, I just have this like image in my mind of the small child running, 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 and they fall mm -hmm. and skin their knee. And what do they do when they fall and skin their knee? They look for mommy. Yeah. And they go, ah! <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. We just want to just fall and look for our heavenly father. <laughs> go, ah, I need you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can't do life without him. No, exactly. And why would I want to? I remember some people saying like, oh, you know, faith is a crutch. I'm like, nope, it's a wheelchair. <laughs> really? More than that. Yeah. I mean, why would you want to do life without that help? Mm -hmm. And out of that point of weakness, I think we can come out feeling more empowered. Yeah. And like more centered. And, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we need to do. I like that. Uh, so in your own family, as you you said, your oldest is eight now, right? You've probably figured out some things kind of spiritually that have worked in, for your family. Cause I feel like a lot of times we try to copy other families at least for a while and it doesn't tend to work. So we have to kind of figure out, you know, what do our children respond to well? So what are some little small things in your family that have 
you've just found really spiritually life-giving for you and your kids. I mean, you had mentioned, you know, turning your kids, just going to Google and saying, Hey, turn on worship music. (laughs) Are there some other things like that, that have found you found life-giving in your home? Yeah. uh, This is a rhythm that um, even my mom kind of started where we, at the beginning of the day where everyone's, you know, seated at the, in the car and we're all strapped up and we're just about to drive up the, the, the house um, mm-hmm. immediately upon just that moment of driving out, starting the day out together, we actually start and dedicate the day to God and we pray at the beginning of the day. Um, because sometimes in that busy with them, we might not be able to catch each other very much, right? And that is the time where we are actually all together, we're all strapped up. There's no one going anywhere for anything and we're there. And it's one way we're prioritizing God and dedicating him to him the day and acknowledging that he is here with us. And yeah, so we sometimes just pray about the day and, you know, if there's anything that we um, need prayer for or need extra help for about that day, we will talk about that. And that's just, you know, on our drive to school or on our drive to you know, play dates or anywhere we're going. Yeah. Um, another thing that we like to do too, I think um, what I find is manageable are things that just part of our day and yeah. just putting it in when possible um, is reading the devotion during dinner time. So everyone's seated, everyone's, you know, happy, well, mostly, you know, <laughs> right? For a moment, maybe that's just five minutes. But um, that's a, we found a good time to just either um, just memorize the Bible with one short verse or read one page of the devotion um, as a family. So I find those two things, I think we have been able to keep up more regularly just because that's something that happens all the time. It's not like an extra effort. We're all going to be driving anyways, we're gonna go out somewhere, we're all going to be seated eating at some point. Mm-hmm life does get busy and we don't always get a sit down meal but that still happens once a day for the most part so. yeah mm-hmm. I love that they're just like simple little things that you that just fit naturally into your day I think that's really the key right with those th- when things are simple and they're natural then they're sustainable and they're just something that mm-hmm. you can continue to do in the summer or you know anytime you get in the car together so I, I was curious about I didn't prep you for this question but I was curious about how your husband responds to this like you you're the the family pastor in your church does he work in your church as well as he do something completely different yeah no my husband is uh he does something completely different he's a realtor so okay very different for them right um yeah um I think it's interesting because I think we both kind of lead spiritually in different ways Hmm. and what I've come to realize is that you know where where what God has laid on me and that's kind of my responsibility to lead in that way and if that idea comes to me we can try it and you know and if it's something I want to do then I have to be the one that you know kind of take the initiative to make happen and and if it's something that he has in mind then he takes the initiative to make that Hmm. happen as well. I love that, that teamwork aspect and, and what you said about God laying on your heart. If, if God has laid it on your heart, it's not our job to be like, okay, you do this. It's, it's our job to then do something with that. Right. So I think that's a really beautiful way to think about that. 
I like that phrasing. You've got lots of good phrases here. <laughs> Learning so much. Thanks so much. We, uh, um, I guess we've almost been talking for half an hour already. So <laughs> this went really fast, but is there anything else that you wanted to share with us before we wrap up here? Um, I think in general, I think I'm just so glad to be here and just so blessed to even go through these questions myself and take the time to ponder these questions and um, just so encouraged to hear that there are women out there who, you know, want to learn more and know and want to know how they can draw close to God, even in this busy rhythm of life, right, raising children. Um, I just want to say you're doing a great job, even if it doesn't feel like it many days or most days that God is watching and, you know, God is orchestrating even what may seem like, what may not seem like have, have great impact, Im immediate impact, right? But God sees till the end and, you know, he is the one that works all things for good. So what we can do in whether we say something or not, in words or actions, you know, God can use all the little and small and what may seem mundane or ordinary things, and He can work great things out of them. Mm -hmm. Amen. Preach. <laughs> I agree. Thank you so much for being here with us, Michelle, today. Thanks for taking a half an hour out of your busy uh, life to just spend some time encouraging us. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me today. <laughs>